You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 494 of Podcateers. This week, the universe giveth Lorcana and the universe taketh Lorcana away. Dreamlight Valley finally leaves public beta status, and we give you our initial thoughts on the release and new features. Several Pixar films finally get a theatrical release. A fan favorite returns with Fantasmic in spring 2024. Rolly Crump makes his way to Spotify. We dive into whether Disney used AI to recreate a recreation of their own art. And we start winding down great moments with Mr. Andrew covering facts about 2019 and 2020. We'd love for you to join the conversation on our social networks, including Instagram and Facebook, but we invite you to join us on Discord. Joining the community is super simple. Just head on over to podcateers.com links and click on the Discord button to join our community. A very special thank you goes out to an awesome group of listeners known as the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcateers possible. As part of the FGP Squad family, you get some additional perks like exclusive discount codes for Podcateers gear, additional content that we've uploaded to Patreon, access to our happy hour calls when we get a chance to do those, random giveaways, a special section of Discord, and more. For more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to check out podcateers.com slash FGP. And as always, a super special thank you goes out to the FGP Squad for their continued support. So that's going to wrap up the intro. I am going to go nurse this headache that I've had for a really long time. It's been a crazy long week because of it. And then I'm going to try to get some rest. So if this is your first time hanging out with us, welcome. We hope that you enjoy the episode and that you come back for more. And of course, if you've been hanging with us for a while now, welcome back, friends. Here is episode 494 of Podcateers. Slide <laughs> to the left. Slide, Slide to the right. To the right. Where is, is that really from? what you had in your head? Because I had that. Blue, blue, blue. <laughs> blue, 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 blue. <laughs> I can't even think about it right now. I have. I don't even know where my brain is right now. I'm. Look, I'm gonna be upfront with all of you. I have had the worst tension headache all day. It's one of those headaches that starts like in the middle back of your head and resonates down into like your shoulder blades. Oh. And so it's just been nasty all day. And so I figured, you know what? Maybe I just need caffeine. So I got some caffeine and I got some extra shots in there. You know, three to be exact. So now I'm super wired and I have a tension headache. It's fantastic. Fun. (laughs) (laughs) So not only does my heart feel like it's going to pop out of my chest, uh, I also have a bad tension headache. So it's been fun all day. Uh, But you know what? We're going to get through this. Uh, It's going to be fun. We're going to talk about stuff. And we're going yeah, to talk about more stuff, and then we're going to wrap it up with a uh, great Mr. Andrew, and then we'll uh, call it a night. Sure. Try to All get right. some sleep, you know? So, uh, guess what? <laughs> what? I, 
almost had Lorcana over the weekend. Oh. Uh, by the way, shout out to our pal and FGP squad member, Heather, because she's been keeping me uh, updated whenever she finds Lorcana in different places. The problem so far has been that I'm... I just haven't been able to go to said places to buy it. Mm-hmm. But at least she's telling me, hey, this these people have it in stock. This shop has it in stock. And it's been great because there's a couple near me that maybe this weekend I'll try to go to. Uh, the only problem is that one of them, uh, the the I've run into this in the past, that I call the shops. And I guess they're saying, no, we don't have it when you call to not get a flood of people. It might be just like a precautionary thing so people don't try to go buy them out. Yeah. Um, but if you go in person and you ask for it, they'll tell you, oh, yeah, you know, we have this, this, and this pack. So uh, it might just be one of those things where we might have to go in person or something. But thank you, Heather, you know, for keeping me uh, posted on whenever you find it. But on Shop Disney, they released the Rise of the Floodborne, which was the first expansion pack to Lorcana. Now, uh, you might remember that uh, I talked about it last week where uh, Ravensburger had tried to do a release on their site just uh, about a week early for people to purchase it. And they were DDoS attacked and it was like a whole thing. And this was ahead of the December 2nd release that Shop Disney was going to do for the cards. And I completely forgot about it because it was one of those things where I didn't put it on my calendar to remind me or anything because to me it was like if I don't have the first one, what do I need the booster pack? You know, what do I need the expansion for if I don't even have the base game, right? The base game is supposed to re-release December 22nd. So the first chapter, shopdisney.com, they've already said December 22nd is when they're releasing the reprint. Right, that they said that they were going to do to keep up with the demand. For people that wanted it for Christmas, it's a little late. You're probably going to get it a little after Christmas, even if you were to get like next day shipping or something. Uh, because when does Christmas fall this year? It's on a, on a Monday. Monday. Yeah. On a Monday? Yep. Um, so yeah, you'll probably get it like on a Tuesday uh, if you order, and on that Friday uh, before. Uh, unless you're super close to their facility, then I guess if you do overnight shipping, you might get it Saturday. I don't know. Don't I'm not going to promise anything. I don't run Shop Disney. But I'm considering getting it this, <laughs> this last week when they released the uh, Rise of the Floodborne. I saw a post on Instagram that said, hey, you know, this is available on Shop Disney. I thought, oh completely forgot about this and i thought you know i'm gonna go check it out let me go see how much it costs and everything see what's available and i happened to go on there and it said it was in stock and i thought oh that's weird i wonder when they posted this and the post was like four or five hours like you know it was posted four or five hours earlier so i thought oh maybe people are on the same boat i am they don't want to buy the expansion pack if they don't have the base game right so i thought you know what if they're releasing the base on the 22nd, I don't mind if I get it late. Let me get this now, and then I'll get the other one on the 22nd, and I'll have, like, a decent set, right? I'll have the mm-hmm. base, and I'll have the expansion. So I put the expansion in my cart, 
I'm looking at the mats that they have. I almost got the Winnie the Pooh one because it looked super cool. He's wearing like a little wizard hat and everything. <laughs> they had the Beast. Oh, man, the artwork for the Beast like play pad. Oh, it looks so good. Um, still aiming to get that Steamboat Willie one at one point, but I had them all in the cart. You know, I was in a different room. I didn't have my wallet and stuff, so I was like, I'm going to go get my wallet so I can get my credit card to pay for this. As soon as I got my wallet, whip out my credit card. I'm typing it in. One of the items in your cart is no longer available. Of course. The expansion <laughs> was sold out. And so uh, the other stuff was there. They had like the little packs available. They had they still had the Winnie the Pooh uh, mat available, but the game itself, like the actual expansion, wasn't there. And so I thought, all right, well, I'm. I think I'm not meant to have this game. I think this is one of those, like, if I try on the 22nd, that's going to be my final attempt. If I get it, cool. But if I don't get it, it's going to be a sign from the universe that I'm just not meant to have this game. It seems to be the case. You know what? I was going to say, you may have a chance. And the only reason I'm saying this is because a lot of people tend to travel around that time. So knock Uh, on wood. Knock on wood. There's your little bit of, like... 5% 5% hope. <laughs> I mean, I guess 5% hope is good, right? Like right. I, there's a lot of things that I live strictly on hope on these days, but I, I mean I, I don't I feel like I'm losing steam on my interest of the game because it's to the point where there's been so many barriers to entry that that's why I'm feeling like maybe I'm just not meant to play this game or maybe I'm meant to wait until we can all get it and we can sit down and play or something. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's the universe's way of saying, like, listen, go out and buy another game. Buy, you know, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> Maybe I need to buy more Lorcanos cards. That's maybe. what I should invest in. Help a small shop right? and buy Lorcanos cards instead. So... Uh, if there's going to be a rise of the blood thorn or something, whatever, if they end up doing an expansion to Lorcanos, uh, maybe that's what I need to buy. Just support the small shops, right? Right. Anyway, I'll keep you updated. If I end up trying again and whether I get it or not, I'll let you know. But that's where I am. I almost had it. It was right there. And then it was taken away instantly. How dare shop Disney. Just playing with my emotions but you know what i did get yeah. what the the expansion pack for disney dreamlight valley Ooh! so the rift in time expansion pack has officially been released for disney dreamlight valley there's so many layers to this that i want to mm-hmm. talk about and i'm i'm going to quickly summarize them because before i say anything i've gotten a couple of hours of playtime in and that's all i've been able to play all week like i haven't really gotten any more playtime from it but here's my my initial thoughts on this update for december 5th and for the expansion one the new star path items they're they're okay they're not bad really the the highlight is really bell's uh uh christmas dress that i think is probably the best thing in there everything else is you know, it's it's items, basically. Uh, the fact that you can now add Jack to the valley, super cool. Haven't really done much to bring him to the valley. Uh, but I'm excited to get him into the valley. 
Um, the multiplayer that they introduced is by far the most disappointing thing ever as far oh. as multiplayer is concerned. Okay. I tried the functionality and in order to get it, you just talk to Vanellope. Vanellope, um, is, am I ruining part of the story? Nah, because it's like the no. first thing that happens. So it is what it is. So you talk to Vanellope and she gives you this like cylinder, like tube where it it's almost Star Trekky, where like you yeah. jump into this tube and you like <laughs> teleport right to to another valley. Um, but while you're in another valley, you can't do anything. You can't mine. You can't dig. You can't. Uh, I mean, you can pick up food and a few items that the person that owns that valley has. Like they can kind of drop stuff for you to pick up, but not much. Okay. You can't. Mm farm you can't harvest you can't you can't even enter a building if oh. the person who owns the valley doesn't go with you so if you were trying to go into scrooge's shop for instance you'll just sit there and the the person that owns the valley will get an alert saying like hey you know you all have to go together sort of situation okay if you go into a building you can't leave the building unless the owner of the valley leaves with you. So you're basically trapped Stuck. until they release you. So you can't even transport back to your own valley until they leave the establishment with you. Uh, if you buy something at Scrooge's shop, it's gone. Like if there was like this one brand new item that's like, oh, we both want to get this. You you have a death match and essentially decide who's going to get it because once one player purchases it, it's gone. There oh, isn't okay. like a multiplayer purchase or anything. So with that said, there are some murmurs about how Gameloft was committed to releasing the multiplayer update on December 5th. Mm. However... It was unfinished, and they released it because, you know, somebody higher than the people creating it said, nope, this is the day you're releasing it for the holidays, and that's the way it's got to be. I don't know how much truth there is to that, yeah. but if that turns out to be true, it may explain why the multiplayer functionality is so limited. I have a feeling that they ended up turning off a bunch of stuff, like giving you multiplayer so you can go somewhere, but turning off the majority of functionality so that it didn't break the game somehow. Because I think there's some logistics they have to figure out, um, especially like cross-platform saving and all that stuff. But uh, there is one thing you can get that benefits both players or however many players happen to be going to visit this valley uh they have like like a special currency that spawns it's like a colorful like pixel like coin or something i forgot what it's called mm -hmm. um and they don't spawn very many there's only like four i think that we found um so i don't know if that's limited to the valley that you're visiting i don't know if it's a per day limit or i don't know if it's like a per player i don't know what it is but there's a special currency that allows you to craft like three items, I think, if I remember correctly. They don't do much, those items. Mm. But 
it's a start, right? So as far as functionality is concerned, I'm not like I'm not angry or anything. I'm I'm hopeful, right? Like let's go back to the hope thing. Uh, I'm hopeful <laughs> that what I heard is actually true, that they kind of were committed to releasing and they said, okay, well, we're going to release it with limited features so it doesn't break anybody's game. Um, So that's kind of where we are with the December 5th release and the multiplayer function. The Rift in Time expansion, hot damn, it's so good. I... I mean, I was expecting, you know, a couple cool new things. You know, we saw the the trailer and the promo art and everything. But man, it's an entirely new valley. It's an entirely new game for $30. Okay. You know, you get it. They added additional tasks for you to do in the Dreamlight tasks. So now there's just an entire section for Eternity Isle. When you go there, there's specific things only for that place. There's new animals. There's new critters for you to collect, catch. There's new uh, plants. There's like strawberries and a bunch of other um, like herbs and stuff that you can collect. Uh, you can mine different things and fish like plastic out of the ocean. And you can uh, mine tin and copper and you know a whole bunch of other stuff that wasn't available before. Um, and the story so far with Jafar, it's it's kind of fun, you know. Okay. Like immediately within those two hours that I had a, a chance to play, I had like six new quests to do with with players, you know, or with the characters in the valley. And then on top of that, I got to play the new board game. Uh, I forgot what it's called. Um, It'll come to me, or I'll do a quick search for it. But uh, I played against Mickey, and it it's okay. It's it's kind of it's easy to pick up on. It's strategy based, where it looks like a checkerboard. There's certain obstacles like fences and bushes and stuff like that, and every character that you collect or play with has uh, like move sets. You know how like in chess. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pawns can only move in a certain direction for like yeah. one. Yep. The the knight can move in an L shape. The bishop can only move in like diagonally, stuff like that. It's the same thing with the Disney characters. Like Mickey can only move, let's say, up, down, side to side. Goofy can go, you know, in any direction because he's goofy. You know, he can go anywhere. Donald can only go diagonally. Scrooge can kind of go anywhere, you know. And each player is also limited to an amount of moves. So sometimes they'll be limited to a single move. Scrooge can move up to three, I believe. And so the whole idea is to collect as many coins in six turns, at, like more than the computer that or whoever you end up playing against. I don't know if they'll eventually expand this so that you can play against people visiting your valley or anything. But as far as it is right now... When you play the characters, um, it's like six turns, and whoever collects the most coins wins. And then there's like a little path, like a progress path. And so every time you hit one of the markers on the path, you get a brand new character. Part of the game is not only winning, but there's also tasks related to the game. The more you play, the more coins, the more characters you collect. So there's a whole other thing to collect on the side with it. Um, 
yeah so so far that's that's what i have i haven't unlocked really any other characters there's supposed to be a scrooge store and everything as part of the rift in time expansion but it's the the coins that you made in the valley don't help you very much to start off the rift in time expansion you have Mm. to collect you have to collect and mine and fish and do a whole bunch of things to fix up Shay Remy and Scrooge's shop and Goofy stall. It's not just a pay 20,000 coins and then boom, it's ready to go. Like you actually have to work for it now. So there's a lot more to do in the expansion that I was expecting uh, or than what I was expecting. So, uh, so far it's been the best part about this update. I, I have to admit I was you know, I was kind of up in the air whether or not paying $30 for the expansion, if you're really into the game like I am, if it was going to be worth it. And so far for me personally, it's been worth it. Okay. Very cool. Well, you said you haven't worked with getting Jack. I am really excited for you both because it's probably the most fun I've had. <laughs> There's really cool things. And for me, it felt like I was a kid. I'm like, this is so cool. Like, I'm not going to say anything else, but I was geeking over it. Mm, I can't, I can't, I can't say anymore, but it ties in with, I almost wanted to say something like, I can't, I can't, because I would be giving away key points and it's like, no, (laughs) but I'm excited because it's, it's fun. Oh, and the star path. I agree. It's kind of lame. I'll say it. Yeah, it's like, like Bell's dress is really like the the nicest thing in there. Like if if I could skip straight to that, I'm like, you know what? Just take my moonstone, just give me that thing, and then forget mm-hmm. it. Just call it quits on it. Just tell me I finished it. But their rule of having to f- complete six before you, or is it three or four? I forgot what it is. I know there's a limit, but you have to do three uh, in each of the yeah, three threes. of them. Yeah. I didn't I didn't remember what it was because I've gotten into the habit of just trying to get everything because I'm just a completionist that way. Mm-hmm. But this is the first time that I've seen a star path that I just think like I can skip the majority of this stuff and just if I could just get straight to Belle's dress, that's that's cool. That's all I want. <laughs> right. Just put it in the yeah. shop. Yeah. At this point <laughs> it would have been better, right? To just yep. put it in the shop. But whatever. Whatever. Oh, and I, I did have get a whole bunch of items. Nothing. Oh, you did. Go ahead. Well, but I mean, you will at one point, right? I mean, you. I haven't turned my switch on in like a month. Is it crying yet? I don't. Does Does Dreamlight Valley like do the thing like like Tamagotchi or whatever, where they everybody starts to die or whatever? <laughs> I don't know, but that would be so sad. We have. I um, wouldn't want. That. <laughs> have you ever used Duolingo before? No, my, my wife mm. does. So with Duolingo, you know, you have all the like free lessons and, you know, you kind of you have to build into like the free credits or whatever. But if you don't play in like a day or two, I'm at three and I got an alert on my phone with the little owl named Duo and it's crying. It's like it's been three days. When are you coming back? I'm like, don't oh. cry at me, owl. Don't cry at me. <laughs> Making me feel all bad because I'm not sitting there learning another language. Listen, I'm busy. (laughs) It's like, I got a tension headache. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, 
for any of you that were, you know, up in the air about getting Disney Dreamlight Valley this holiday season, for what the game is, it's fun whether you get the expansion or not. If you like cozy games, it's it's you know, I I I don't know what else to say. I know I've been preaching to many of you that are that like the game for a very long time, but again, you know, I really enjoy the game. So here we are. Anyway, let's talk about some other stuff that's happening. Okay. Because uh, let's talk some movies and TV shows and all that stuff. Uh, Andrew, do you want to talk about what's happening in theaters? This summer. I mean, I think this spring coming to a theater near you. Uh, Disney re-releases... The classics from the pandemic era. The I told you to leave my tortilla. Ah, <clears throat> uh, uh, where was I? Uh, <laughs> coming to a theater near you. Uh, what was it? Uh, I forgot which one. So little tortilla boy. <laughs> <laughs> little tortilla boy. No. Uh, Disney Pixar's soul. Disney Pixar turning red and Disney Pixar Luca to something. Anyway, uh, they're re-releasing some movies in theaters that haven't been. They only got a Disney Plus release. So it looks like uh, uh, Soul uh, turning red and Luca will be returning to theaters in the I guess you call it the spring, late winter, early spring. I don't have the dates in front of me, but it was like, what, March? Actually, Soul's going to be coming out in uh, January, so not that January. far. That's, when, that's the winter then. Yeah. This winter. I did a really bad job. I got to work on that impression. Oh, so they're good. doing a scattered <laughs> release, right? Right. I, like It's like every month or something, it looked like. I don't know. Okay. I, let's see. Those movies... I mean, look, I'll just say it. They got shafted, right? Oh, they yeah. didn't get oh, uh, full gear to release or anything. And, you know, I know that there's uh, a lot of people that would have wanted to see them in theaters. Um, and, like, Soul, I think, was a really great film. And it, it totally deserved a theater release. Turning Red. I mean, all three of them were good. You know, they all yeah. deserved that theater release. So the fact that they're getting them now is great. You know, if you if you love watching films on the big screen, now you get a chance to watch these. Uh, I hope that the their releases make up for the idea that they failed as releases, because you know it was totally different time. The circumstances of their release, you know, were much different than anything any other film has been through so i hope that these releases show different right because yeah. it it was kind of this like weird i don't i don't know if this is where people would pinpoint it but remember all the talk of like how pixar's no longer a great studio and that the films were the first ones to fail it's like bro we were in the middle or the beginning and middle of a pandemic when all these were released. Like people yeah. were not going to the movies. Not everybody had a Disney plus subscription. And if they did, they didn't have the 30 bucks to pay for the, what you wanted for the film initially before they released it for free for everybody. Right. So 
I hope that this turns the table on what's considered a successful release for these three films. Yeah, I agree. It's uh, definitely like hopefully people go out and see it. Um, I do have the dates here. So will be uh, January 12th uh, for I'm assuming an limited engagement and then turning red will be February 9th. And then Luca will be March 22nd. These are all uh, preceding the release of, I mean, by a little bit, but uh, Inside Out 2 comes out in June. Oh, okay. Okay. I mean, it's a good lead up. Yeah. Yeah. And especially nice Pixar Fest is too. coming back. So there you go. I can't wait to see Soul because that one I really wanted to see in theaters. And then that was like one of the films where I, I saw streaming and it's like, this is beautiful. I should have seen this in theaters, mm-hmm. wished I would. And now I'm going to finally get a chance to. And Luca. Yep. Luca was another one that I feel needs big screen treatment. So, And of course, Turning Red. It's, yeah, they're all really good. And I think they're going to get that love. Uh, I think the order in which they are being released is probably the order that I would be most excited to see them in. Uh, I know it's, it's the, it's the same order. I think that they were released in, uh, no, uh, turning. Oh, Luca came before turning red. Yeah. Right. Luca right, right, was right. first. So it was yeah. soul Luca turning red. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But the order that they're being released is probably the order that I'm most excited to have the opportunity to see them. It's hard to say that I liked any least because they were all great. But of the three, I probably liked Luca the least. And then I liked Soul the most. And then Turning Red was right in the middle. So, What uh, about I, Silencio Bruno? I like Silencio Bruno. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's, it's hard for me to say that I like any, like that I that I didn't like them because I did, right? It's just in order from... Like the yeah, most no, to I least, know. it's the order that being a pain in, in the butt. <laughs> Do you think that Lightyear, I think, was released at this really awkward time where, like, we were, like, things were kind of starting to open back up, but not really, but it was kind of. Like, do you think that at some point they'll give the same treatment to Lightyear? I mean, here's the thing: Lightyear was June 2022, so I think everybody was pretty much you know back if they were you know the the grand majority of people's mindsets were already kind of like back in it theaters had been open for a while i think i know we talked about it on the show before the issue with lightyear i think was nobody knew what they were getting into like the concept was was so muddled with what was going on that people didn't know it was going, you know, people didn't know what they're getting into. So they're like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm confused on what this is because we had to like go to Twitter to find out that it's about this. And then that thing was wrong and da, 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 da. So, um, I don't know if they'll do it with Lightyear because Lightyear did get a full theatrical release, um, it would be nice if they did it with Onward, which had like a yeah. truncated release. Oh, right. Uh, at the beginning of the pandemic. You're right. Yeah, you're right. And I liked Onward too. Mm-hmm. 
That was Onward's another a one solid that, film. You're right. I completely forgot that that was like right up, dude. Why didn't I they paid do 30 Onward bucks. then? Because it Why technically did get, I think it technically got a release. It was just like But it wasn't fair. <laughs> yeah. No, it wasn't but fair. But it was like yeah. three weeks. Yeah. yeah. Like, because it was released at the end of February, right? In 2020? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. I want to say it was like the end of February. And March it w- 6th. There you go. March 6th. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait, it but it yeah. went. Yeah. So yeah, it's like less than two weeks. Yeah, at the that's most, what I'm saying. On... See, it did not get a theatric. Let's just agree on this, okay? All right, right. Of course. It, whether it's two weeks, it did not get a theatrical release. Let's just say that. I don't know. I think they need to give Onward a fighting chance, and they need to bring it back. Uh, if if Dan Scanlon needs us to start uh, a petition or something to get this film that he directed out into the world in theaters again. Let us know, Dan. We'll do it for you. Yeah, yeah Dan, come, come on the you show. Know what? We'll do Let's, it. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> let's see. Oh, let's keep up with content a little bit before we shift away. The Kardashians are apparently invading Disney+. Plus. They are. I don't like it. Oh, my God. Oh, no, what? it's Becky. It's Becky, Becky and the Pumpkin Spice. That's Pumpkin Spice Disney Plus. Wait, Becky, uh, Halloween is over. Are you still doing Pumpkin Spice? Isn't it like peppermint uh, lattes or something now? Nah, Pumpkin Spice is. It's not. It's it's a. Uh, it's not just a thing. It's a lifestyle. Um, oh. So you live by the pumpkin spice, and you die by the pumpkin spice. Oh well, um, damn. Is that what made you an influencer? I I started my influencing um, back before even Instagram was a thing. Like I was writing on um, uh, geo pages before anybody else like wow. did it and so that's i really actually started the pumpkin spice craze if you really want to think about it like i told everybody about pumpkin it used to be called pumpkin pie spice but then i changed it to pumpkin spice and i said this is better because wow. who cares about pie? A pie makes you fat, but pumpkins don't. So it's pumpkin spice. It's like a salad, right? Yeah, salad. And you know that French fries is a salad. Yeah, no, that tracks. That tracks. I'm so glad that you told everyone. I because told now, them I'm so glad you told them all because now, I mean, we owe it all to you, I guess. Pumpkin spice. Right? Pumpkin spice. You you don't want no pumpkin pie spice. This is bad. Pumpkin spice. That's great. Wow. Well, Becky, everyone. I don't know why for... Doofenshmirtz is here now. <laughs> it turned into this, and I don't know why Doofenshmirtz likes pumpkin spice, too. Perry the pumpkin spice. I don't know. Oh, okay. I'm I'm back now. As okay. wow, but that's... I'm gonna I'm gonna leave now because um I think that uh, I hear my um door gotta go do the influencing thing right. Well, I gotta yeah. I have to record the picking up the DoorDash uh for my my uh 
two uh, million subscriber people on uh, X. Right on. Well, take your picture, kick your leg up in the air, do the peace sign, stick your tongue out, got it all covered. Yeah, and I invented the duck face too, just so you know. Uh, oh. That was not even like Kim Kardashian or whatever. That was Becky. <laughs> well, Becky, thanks for being on the podcast this week. Appreciate you coming on and talking about pumpkin spice. All right, hey, thanks. All right, hit me up on all the socials uh, at uh, the real Becky. Um, with threes for ease, okay? And make sure to go to my Patreon and subscribe there so I can keep making the content that you want. Okay, bye. Becky, everyone. Just, uh, that was an unexpected, uh, guest bomb there. I wasn't (laughs) expecting any of that to happen, but Mm -mm. hey, that's Becky Did I miss anything? Yeah, man, you just Becky. Becky Becky was here. Becky was here talking about how she invented pumpkin spice and yeah. how it wow, wasn't the I, Kardashians that did duck face, that it was Becky and I how missed she became an celebrity. influencer. Yeah, it's talking what? about how influencing started on her end and it was crazy. Wow, that's bananas. I, I'm sorry I missed it. I guess I'll have to listen back. <laughs> yeah, you'll you'll have to and figure figure out what you missed there. So so what were we talking about? Disney Plus or the, something? The Kardashians are invading Disney Plus. Oh no. They? Yeah, uh, why? so Hulu. why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it, it's crazy, right? Because when uh we first got Disney Plus, we were super excited and we we talked about how the app was not great compared to Hulu, right? There were a lot of features uh-huh. that were available in other services, some things that Hulu had, sorting, user profile wise and everything that we wish came over to Disney Plus. Uh, eventually they added some features to the Disney Plus app. They made it a little bit better. It was a little more streamlined, still not as good as Hulu. <coughs> However, this week they added a bunch of Hulu content to Disney Plus. If you are one of the subscribers that includes the entire package, which includes uh, the the multiple services, which means, you know, th- this was something that we speculated about. We knew that Disney was looking into buying Comcast share of Hulu. We had talked about the potential of them merging the apps and taking the best or maybe just moving Disney content to the Hulu app, which we thought was the superior app. Instead, they went the other way. They brought everything into Disney+. Plus. Uh, and we kind of had an idea that this was possibly coming when they released Deadpool on Disney+, Plus, right? It was them potentially testing the waters of the more adult content, and they were probably testing to see how many people wanted to watch that content. This move, I it feels more of a strategic move to try to get the number of the Hulu subscribers counted as Disney Plus subscribers, essentially mm-hmm. to be able to tell the board of directors and all of the investors, hey, we hit our mark. We got this many subscribers to Disney Plus by 2024, 2025, 2026, like we had projected. Right. So this feels more like a strategic move to try to hit those numbers uh, by bringing that content over and getting people to log into Disney Plus versus the Hulu app more than just, you know, the merging or anything else. Um, I mean, does that is, is that what it feels like to you or am I like, you know, am I off on this one? You don't sound crazy at all. 
it's makes sense. It really does. If they wanted to pump those numbers and call, you know, they want positivity, they want positive results. It's pretty much the way that they're going to have to do it. It, yeah, I don't know. It kind of makes me think of that, like, <laughs> remember when uh, they put up the Mission Accomplished banner for the Iraq War? <laughs> like, yeah, hey, we did it. Mission Accomplished. We, yep. we, 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 we got the subscribers. Good job. Us. We all saw this coming. They've announced it. They did all this stuff. So um, it's to be expected, and it seems to be in a, like, beta download right now or something um they're not like forcing you to download an update for the app and with that comes i guess some more parental restrictions per uh your uh like user accounts so if you which don't is want good kids, by the way yeah i do appreciate you, that yeah if you don't want your kids getting on the hulu side of it i think you can just kind of x that off completely from those child accounts um so yeah it, it seems to be an interesting move hopefully you know i think it's going to be slow but hopefully with this integration what would have been nice is if they would have done it both ways where uh then all the disney plus stuff is available on hulu and then you could just use the Hulu app as well because it, you know, just have it go both ways. Strategically, I understand why they're only making it go one way, right? Because to them, they need to make sure that they can call Disney Plus successful, right? Yeah. And in order to do yep. that, they have to bring the revenue in from all of these additional accounts, which is kind of already there if you think about it. It's more, like I said, it's more of the visualization of watching the subscriber count go up on the Disney Plus app because it's not like they're making any more money. These subscribers already have a joint plan for either Disney Plus and Hulu or Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN, right? So it's not like they're making any more money. I think this is strictly for the visual of the amount of logins to the Disney Plus app. Yeah. Yep. But, I mean, if they do end up integrating it, uh, if there's a way to... Uh, you know what, Disney, if you can give us an option, like three little dots you can click on or something that say, never show me the Kardashians again, that would be <gasps> fantastic. Like, not like, interested. That way, yes. Yeah. Like, right? It allows you to filter what you like, what you don't like. You can teach the app what it can recommend to you. Uh, you know, if you don't like those reality shows, you just tell it, don't show me this garbage anymore. And, you know, you move on with your life. That's the way to use AI. AI, don't... Uh... I don't want to see any reality TV, please. Remove the Kardashians from Disney+. Plus. <laughs> That's what AI should be used for. Just scrub <laughs> it. Right? All right. Well, um, so let's switch over to another content platform because this last week, uh, Andrew sent us a text message, which made my heart happy. Uh, it was a picture of a Rolly Crump audiobook available on Spotify. Now, 
For those that are familiar, uh, or if you're not familiar, if this is your first time hearing about it, there is a book called uh, It's Kind of a Cute Story. It was uh, just Rolly sitting down with Jeff Heimbuck telling him, you know, all these stories about working at Disney, working at Knott's Berry Farm, and, you know, just his life in general. And so he chronicled, you know, Rolly in It's Kind of a Cute Story. And after the book was written, Jeff took more time or had more time available with Rolly and recorded multiple sessions with him. And so one of those sessions is now available on Spotify. The expansion sessions to its kind of a cute story were called More Cute Stories. And if I remember correctly, I don't know if this is all going to be released or when it'll be released or you know what the plan is for this but if i remember correctly i think six volumes were were recorded as expansions they were all more cute stories with the last volume specifically talking about berry tales at knott's berry farm um but if you haven't had an opportunity to read it's kind of a cute story it's a great book uh, it's a fantastic look into Rolly's life. Uh, recently, I don't remember what the date was, but I I think I saw Jeff post that the price is going to go up because the publisher, like they're doing another print run, but the publisher was raising the price. So if that's the case, you may want to get it now if you're able to uh, before the price ends up going up. Uh, but it's a great book. Even if you can't get the physical copy, get the digital one. You know, you can get it on on Kindle and stuff, and it's a great read. And if you don't have the book, you can kind of listen to cute story or more cute stories and get an idea of what the book is about. It's it's just fun. If you love Disney history and you love all the weird stuff that Rolly has provided us, you know, uh, during his career with Disney or Knott's Berry Farm, uh, this is definitely a listen. It's definitely a book that you'll want to read at some point as well. Yeah, so I looked it up, and it looks like they have uh, more more cute stories, volume one and two, up on Spotify currently. Oh, cool! Um, so the first one is eighteen uh, tracks. Uh, it's called Disneyland History, um, and the tracks are intro, the beginning, Ken Anderson, Weenies, Main Street, sponsorships, opening day, subs, secrets, and monorails. Town Square, Park Benches, Bill Evans, Maintenance, Something for Everyone, Bob Gurr, Movie Money, Welches and Kodak, Troublemakers, and Outro. Um, and then the volume two uh, is titled Animators and Imagineers. So we have Harriet Burns, Blaine Gibson, Waithel Rogers, Bill uh, Kyle, uh, Hank Tannis, Art Stevens, uh, Walt uh, Paragoy, uh, Dale Barnhart, Bob Smith, Eric Larson, uh, I, th- this one's really long. You'll just have to read it for yourself because there's 26 <laughs> tracks of, of, of Imagineers and animators. I was like, I'm going to go and list all of these, but some of them are like this one. Bob Smith is 53 seconds long. So it's just kind of like yeah. uh, Don Lusk, 32 seconds long. So it's, you know, just short snippets of, uh, I guess, what he's, you know, just off the cuff. Yeah, it's just memories and things that, you know, 
little stories. And that was yeah. the thing about Rolly, right? Usually when he was about to tell you something, that's where the name of the book came from because you would ask him a question and, you know, he would get really into it. You would see him light up and he would say, you know, it's kind of a cute story. And then he'd go into explaining what it was all about. So uh, the title is an homage to Rolly's storytelling. But that's why some of these are just so short because he's just, like you said, it's off the cuff thoughts on particular people or events or items, attractions, whatever the case was. But definitely worth a listen either way. Uh, oh, content wise, this we didn't get a chance to talk about this. But before we jump into great moments with Mr. Andrew and wrap up the podcast and before we talk about this topic, I want to quickly remind you that this episode of Podcasters is brought to you by a fantastic group of listeners known as the FGP Squad, our podcast for your godparents because it's their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcasters possible. For more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to check out podcasters.com slash FGP. There you will find a list of some of our top contributors, a link to our Patreon, uh, some information about what the FGP Squad is all about. But, of course, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us. We'll be happy to answer any questions that you might have. But being a part of the FGP Squad family just gets you some additional perks, like access to a special section of Discord, access to uh, discount codes whenever we release new Podcateers gear, access to our happy hour calls whenever we get a chance to do those, additional content that we've uploaded to Patreon, random giveaways, and more. So again, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us. We'll be happy to answer any questions that you might have. But of course, to all of the members of the FGP squad, we just want to send a huge thank you for your continued support. A couple things. I know I said one before we jump into great moments with Mr. Andrew. But uh, before I get into what I wanted to talk to, park-wise, there was some news about uh, something coming back to the rivers. Yeah, coming back to the rivers is, of course, Fantasmic. We got a new date, May 24th, 2024. And not only is Fantasmic coming back, but we're getting a beloved scene back as well. We are getting Peter Pan back, and that'll be replacing the current or was current Pirates of the Caribbean. I am happy about this because, yes, I love Pirates, but the show is more better suited for a world of color. I think it's perfect there. Peter Pan's always pretty cool. You know, it's really cute. You know, I get why they changed it up and stuff, but um, I think this is just going to be like comforting. This is going to be comforting because, of course, we're not going to have the dragon. And that's going to be for a long time. We already know about well, this. We, no, we don't. We yes, don't know. They no, haven't said. Don't. They said a new battle between Mickey and Maleficent. So we don't know what that means. That was also announced. Do we want to speculate it's the dragon? I think it's a little soon. Well, I don't. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just. I'm just saying. Stranger things have happened. I'm. That's I'm true. being optimistic on this one. It that could just true. be a that whole projection on the water. It could be. Shh, shh. Quiet, shush your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but um, personally, I'm just happy that the, the pirates part is, is leaving. Elizabeth bothered me. She was annoying. Not the actress. You know what? 
props to her for playing Elizabeth <laughs> is just That's how the character the was character. Written. Yeah, exactly. I mm, she was annoying. Poor thing. And she's not annoying. So it's like, <laughs> why'd you do that? <laughs> but yes, Peter Pan is coming back May 24th next year. Awesome stuff. Yeah, it's it's like of all the things that were changed in the new Fantasmic, the Peter Pan section was probably the most disappointing. That and then the retooling of the Elephants on Parade. But I've kind of I've grown more on that than the the pirate section. It just it never really made sense to me other than in a quote unquote synergy way. But like every other piece of content in Fantasmic is from an animated film. And then they just like wedged in Pirates of the Caribbean like into oh yes mickey's imagination he is imagining jack sparrow of course we all know mickey loves to think about jack sparrow and uh elizabeth and i don't know is is uh um who is the, the who's is there a villain part of that is it barbosa is on there or is it somebody else i don't even remember that's no that's how mem that's how memorable it is. He's trying to get the the compass or whatever, but is it just from skeletons or what is who knows? Like I don't I couldn't tell you. Um no, that's No, it's just basically I, I showing think... the curse, but there's no villain. Yeah, but yeah, he's trying to like get flying his... around, right? Yeah. yeah. He's like, well cuz oh no, she's getting captured or whatever and he's right, she's getting like attacked by skeletons or something. Yeah. And no. he's all like, a little Barbosa help here, is Jack. A part of it. Barbosa is a part of it. <laughs> See how yeah. memorable this is? Everybody, I can I can recite to you the entire Peter Pan section for you if you want. Dun, 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 <laughs> Peter Pan ahoy. Follow me on it is Pan. Look alive, you swabs. Oh, I, I can do the whole thing. I can. I've listened to that original Fantasmic uh, recording too many times, um, so it has a special place in my heart. So I hope that it is just a like they just slot it in back in, and it's the same thing uh, without many, if any, changes, um, because it it just fits so much better, I think, in that section, and they could bring back the crocodile go chasing behind and all kinds of stuff so yeah it's it's a a welcome return um i i kind of have a feeling that this is is kind of twofold a like well if the dragon's not completely back in its full form let's give them something that they they miss and also people must have complained enough about the Pirates of the Caribbean section that they uh, wanted to <laughs> Probably. put it back. Maybe. Maybe. Plot twist. Ring. Peter Pan is trying to save Wendy from Barbosa on the Black Pearl. <laughs> <laughs> That's a twist. <laughs> That's how the segment is really going to go down. That way they get they get their, their cake and they get to eat it too. <laughs> Shooting me, Bane, doing do nothing uh, there, Miss Wendy. Ah, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so funny. <laughs> so that's it. Uh, Fantasmic is coming back. 
you know, I, I still think, you know, if they if they can't get Maleficent up and running the way that we had the animatronic before, I do think that it's going to be closer resembling World of Color where they're going to do the whole battle just kind of projected on a screen of water. Uh, because, I mean, for World of Color, it works, right? And we've seen mm-hmm. segments of Fantasmic portrayed that way. So it's not, I don't think it's a far reach to think that they are going to bring back that battle possibly in that form if they can't get the animato- uh, the animatronic back up. But I'm like I'm hopeful that the animatronic does come back because it is yeah, one of, of the course. coolest things to see, you know. But it's so impressive. It's, it is. It's it's really the highlight of, and I mean that show has like a thousand highlights, and that's the big like that they. I could go into a whole rant about the new Fantasmic and and the different changes and stuff, but you know it's it's one of the few things that like was pretty much left unchanged from the from the original well the updated original incarnation when they updated the animatronic and then they updated the the rest of the the show almost every segment was touched in some way if it was yeah. something small to of just like um cutting a couple lines and some animation or whatever and then all the way to just replacing entire sections. Like, everything was touched a little bit. There wasn't anything that was in its original form in the show. So having that, except for that dragon section pretty much, other than, like, a little bit of Mickey's dialogue. So it it, it really has that tie back to the original version that I think a lot of people have a lot of nostalgia for so bringing back hopefully this untouched peter pan segment will uh appease a lot of people i know it will for me yeah i'll tell you what i think it would be a fun episode for us to talk about the history of phantasmic and then run down both versions of the show and we can talk about like you know the original segment lineup and then the changes that came with v2 uh, and then, you know, speculate what's going to come in the third one and maybe uh, Armchair Imagineer what we would also like to see a part of it if you don't want to see the Black Pearl back in Fantasmic. But what do you say? You guys want to do a, a Fantasmic-centered episode? I think it'd be fun. Yeah. I've been obsessed with Fantasmic. I said it weird. Fantasmic. <laughs> it's Fantasmic. It is Fantasmic. Uh, Fantasmic. Everybody's Fantasmic. No, I've been obsessed with Fantasmic since the first time I saw it. So I would be more than happy to uh, talk about Fantasmic for a extended period of time. <laughs> Sweet. Well, let's slate that in. Uh, we'll make it a full episode. We'll talk about the segments and everything. So uh, I guess that's coming sometime soon. <laughs> sometime. Before sometime. May 2024. <laughs> At some point, yeah. Uh, All right, before we jump into Great Moments with Mr. Andrew, I just want to bring up this crazy thing that was posted by the Disney company because I don't know if you've ever seen it before, but Norman Rockwell, really famous artist, uh, has a painting where there is a family sitting around the Thanksgiving table. It's a really famous painting. And uh, I want to say... 
30 years ago now. Uh, I don't remember, but Disney recreated that painting and it was uh, like Mickey and Minnie, uh, Goofy, Dopey, Brer Bear, Alice, Snow White, Roger Rabbit was in there, Roger I believe. Rabbit, um, yes. Donald. I, I think like you I'm got most of them. Uh, did you say Dopey? Yes, he did. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you got uh, everybody. Good job. Mickey, okay. Minnie, Peter so, Pan, Snow oh, White, Donald, oh, Roger Pan. Rabbit, Pin- Pinocchio, Alice, Brer Bear, oh, Pinocchio. Goofy, and yeah, 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 that's the other uh, one. Dopey. There you go. Okay. So so Disney recreated this painting. It was iconic. A lot of people own prints of this, and you know it's been known for a really long time. Uh, they decided to recreate it this year, and they posted it on social media. It was a... 3D-ish version of this same painting. It looked super uncanny valley uh, to say the least, but it was Mickey and Minnie, Goofy Max, Chip, Dale, Clarice, mm-hmm. um, Pluto, Donald Daisy, and Clarabelle, right? Yes. In the new uh-huh. one? Okay. So this painting recreation digital art whatever you want to call it um sparked up a lot of controversy in the disney community because it looked super weird it looked it it gave kids nightmares it looked odd because there was a lot of speculation that disney used ai to recreate this in these 3D forms of the characters. Now, a lot of people might say, well, you know, the tools that are out there won't allow you to use Disney characters. You can't recreate them. But who's to say that Disney didn't have their own AI servers within the company where they fed all of these models of all of the characters into it, trained it to know what the characters look like, and then said, hey, you see this painting that we have? Recreate it, you know, with, you know, recreate it in 3D. And then they, the AI created it, and then they said, oh, uh, instead of Peter Pan, replace Peter Pan with Pluto. Instead of Snow White, replace Snow White with Daisy, you know, and so on, to replace it with the new characters. Because the new characters look like they're just, there's not a lot of depth to the to the new recreation of it. It looks very flat in certain places. There's some oddities to it where there's like these forks and you know so we all talked about this. We we didn't get a chance to talk about it on the last episode, but we talked about this off podcast. And uh Andrew brought up some good points about some of the tools. Um there's like this fork that looks super weird. Andrew, do you want to talk about the points you made about the knife and fork or whatever the heck that thing was? Yeah, so I'm trying I've been trying to I've been racking my brain a little bit on this um since we talked about it. And so it some of the things seem like I think this may be a combo of of multiple things. I think somebody had a hand in doing some of these things, but also I think there probably was some AI use. So there's like, if you, if you look in this photo, if you look up the, like it's called the, 
the artwork originally by Norman Rockwell is called Freedom from Want. And so these are also titled Freedom from Want. Um, if you look up Freedom from Want Disney 2023, it should come up. Um, and like at the head of the table, Minnie's hold a pie and Mickey's behind. And then there's like this weird looking utensil thing. If you zoom in, it kind of looks like uh, a pointy, bendy, wide handled, knifey, forky, spoony thing. Um, and so I was doing some digging and I looked at the uh, the original Disney one and then the original orig normal Norman Rockwell one. And so in the Norman Rockwell one, it is obviously a a carving fork and carving knife sitting next to each other. And then in the Disney one, the the original recreation, that kind of got a little muddled together and uh, kind of turned into kind of a one thing. Like the guy didn't paint it, you know, as high of detail as the Norman Rockwell. And then in the 2023 version, if like that whole table was recreated with AI, they said, OK, take this Disney one and and redo it because that seems to be where they based it from um then that kind of translated over into another weird combo thing so it's 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 the thing is like it's so hard to tell now with ai like what like what can be and what can't be because like some of the stuff like the mickey and the mini look like just like a photograph out of the parks and the Donald so kind Pluto. of too, yeah. And P uh, Pluto, but the eyes are kind of weird, and his texture is kind of weird. But the Max yeah. looks completely animated. Goofy is like half and half, and then the Chip and Dale and Clarice look like painted versus like a like photograph. And then you know some of the other ones like Clarabelle down in the corner, like that's just not how Clarabelle like as a costume could look. Yeah. Um, so then like the Daisy one also looks like a photo of a costume head, but it's also like in a weird spot. So some of these things are, it, it's just so hard to tell. And then like, you know, somebody probably then edited the background a little bit. Like the pie is like very photorealistic where, uh, as the, uh, fruits and celery and everything else is very painterly and, and kind of you know, not photo realistic, more painting looking on the table. So it's just, it there. it's just so weird to look at this. And, uh, you know, if Disney's using all of their own content to like, if it's like a Disney paid artist and they go, okay, we want this thing. And then they go, okay, well, I'm going to just feed all this stuff into an AI that's, all owned by us then i guess okay like that's no i guess no it's that's no. not that's why i don't know it's I'm just horrible trying to, like, i mean it is but it's you know in the here's the thing too it got people talking and that's the whole point of any social media i, any, guess. The, I just the any publicity is good publicity thing I guess it's just I mean, listen, all of this, like I said, it really does feel like Disney took a bunch of photos that exist of their characters from social media, mm -hmm. from their archives and everything, 
and they fed it into AI and said, learn from these pictures. This is Minnie. This is Mickey. This is Pluto. Here's where I want you to place them, right? Yeah. And it's very apparent, like you said, like with Pluto, there's like this weird kind of photorealism to him, and there's kind of like his fur texture, which wouldn't necessarily be there. It's different than what the painted texture would be. Donald looks like... Like the fur of the character, Daisy just looks like half of her head is floating on top of the table for some odd reason. But what really, like, what really solidified this as more of an AI versus a person working on this is when you zoom in on Minnie's face, right? If you look at Minnie's eyes in particular, it has the depth of the eye that you would see on the actual costume. And it's Mm -hmm. outlined horribly by this painting or AI or whatever this is. Like, that's like the worst eyeliner I've ever seen on Mini, right? But that depth in general is what you would see on the actual costume, not anything that you would ever paint. With Mickey, it feels a little closer to what it would look like painted, right? But even Mickey looks like it was a picture that they kind of cutesified a little bit to make it look like a painting and that's why it looks so off because there's it it, goofy's eyes look very similar to minnie's where it's layered in this really weird way that the costume would be layered right so Mm -hmm. i don't know if this here's the deal if this is what disney wants to do with AI and if this is what they were battling against SAG and the digital artists and the animators and everything against stop stop keep paying your animators pay them for what they do best because this is not what I want to see from Disney content going forward this was not good nope and it's like well in order to get this picture why couldn't we just use characters Physical characters, costumes, like exactly. it makes no sense because it's now it's it's weird. But here's the thing. Uh, whoever had the idea underestimated Disney fans because we have a particular eye. We could see when something's out. We could see when something's gone. We know when something's missing. And little things like do I want to say all of us do that? No, but a good chunk of us do, including myself. Like you could sense when something's off. And that's probably why everybody is like feeling that way because yeah, they look off. I mean, Clarice looks rabid. Why does she look like she's angry? And Clarava looks like she just is staring straight into my soul when she doesn't really do that at the parks. She looks like she's having fun. So... Why did they go that route? Uh, if it's AI and they used it and they got a bad report, hey, guess what? Listen to your people. Listen to your consumers. We don't like it. Maybe a little bit of people like it. All right, whatever. But majority is we just don't like it because it's just awkward. You know, I wouldn't even say weird because we like weird. It's awkward. Yeah, it is And awkward. it could have been done with costumes. Period. Only yeah, <laughs> and you have to go back to like to answer the question on why they're like looking the way they are. Is 
because that's they're copying the original painting, the Freedom from Want. If you look at that, all the people have weird faces. Like there's just a guy in the corner that is looking at the viewer. They're like in the max position. There's like a creepy little girl. And like where Daisy is, there's like a floating head lady with no hands. Like that's like the if if this is AI, which it seems to be, it is like they're they're rendering all of the, you know, characters in the same kind of spaces and facial features that all the other like the original one has so like in the Clarice spot like that lady is like laughing ridiculously and stuff so that's they're trying to emulate that exactly and is it a success doesn't seem like it but that's why like the face it like why it's doing what it's doing so like and the original Disney parody of this is done by um Charles Boyer, I uh, covered it on a Quizneyland episode a little while ago. Uh, Disney legend, Disneyland's first full-time artist, like, on staff. He did, like, all of these Disney recreations. He did, like, the the Mickey with the firefighter thing and all those things. Those are all him. So all of those kind of Mickey with uh, a nurse or a cop and a bunch of different paintings. He created, like, a hundred and something pieces of artwork at Disneyland, including this, um, the original parody of freedom from want. Uh, so yeah, it's, it, I a hundred percent like agree with everybody. Like they should have either just like got all the people in a costume and just kind of put them around a table and then call it a day because it was a picture for social media. Like that's the whole, it's not like they're selling prints of this. It's not like they're putting this on a t-shirt. It was just to like say happy Thanksgiving and put it on Instagram. And they probably paid, you know, some digital artist on staff. Like they had to pay their salary and all this stuff to feed all the information into the AI. Like that person had to be paid to do all that. And then they had to then, keep telling the AI, okay, do this, change this, da, da, da. all that work when you could have just got a bunch of people in a costume and took a picture <laughs> and put yeah. it online. Like, it probably would have been net the same money-wise yeah. if you would have done it. I'm I'm trying to, like, in my head, play out the circumstances. Like, knowing how corporations, you know, having worked for for-profit before, just in my head, I'm thinking, like, Somebody must have said, hey, artist, I need you to create a new version of this. And they said, well, we'll get all the characters like like you said, you know, get all, all the characters, get them in costume and we'll do it like for real so that it's got this realism to it. And they said, nah, just use the AI. We're fine. It'll look exactly the same, uh, which is funny to me because I'm pretty sure that the social team has been specifically instructed to not use AI to create anything. And we don't know like where this image came from. Did the social team create it? Did somebody else like create it and give it to the thing? Did somebody just do it for fun? Somebody, you know, on their free time was like, oh, I wonder if I could make a new one of these. And then they sent it to a, a person be like, hey, that looks pretty good. We should put that on the park's Instagram thing. Like, it could have been, who knows, like, how this image ended up it in our laps. Like, it could have just been, like, a fun experiment. Somebody was playing around with AI and came up with this. And then they said, hey, you did that on work time, so we're going to use it or whatever. Like, we don't know the the backstory huh. of how this was created. 
And, you know, it was, you know, for the parks. So I I like to think that, you know, the parks, like, like if depending on how you kind of think of the parks, they're their own, like, separate little bubble. I mean, like, big picture wise, they're part of the, you know, Walt Disney Company and blah, 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 blah. And the big decisions are made by big head honchos. But like, from what I can tell, like, Social media, like Bob Iger is not like saying like, hey, you better post a Thanksgiving picture on Instagram or whatever. Like, I'm not saying anybody's saying that, but <laughs> it's it's just like, who knows how this thing came up? And is it kind of creepy? Yeah. Is it kind of in poor taste? Probably. But uh, I don't know. Uh, it's 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 just kind of funky, I guess. I don't know where I'm going with yeah. this. I should just stop talking. All right, look, we I'm going to take all three of these paintings, okay? I'm going to create one that has the original uh the the original Rockwell painting, the the mm-hmm. first Disney version and then this one all side by side. I'm going to post them on Discord. And I would love to hear your thoughts on this because I don't feel like we're off, right? Like if this is where the artistic direction of Disney is going, this is the type of stuff that makes people start to say things like, is Disney over as a company? Is Disney losing it artistically? Is the blah, blah. You know, that's why we get those stories, because they're feeding yeah. the machine <laughs> with this type of stuff. So I, when you said it right now, it, I, I feel like, I, I hate to say it, I feel like that's what happened, Andrew, that now it, it totally... 100% feels that somebody was learning to use AI. They did this on their free time and somebody was like, you know what? It looks great, kid. Print it. You know, it was one of yeah. those like, just post it. take yeah. it. Yeah, post it. It looks great. So I, man, I'm as far as how this ended up being a thing, I, I love that story because it, it makes so much sense with how the world works these days. Right. But anyway, I'm going to post this on Discord. I want to hear your opinions on what you think of this latest version. Would you buy stuff, T-shirts and posters and everything if this was the direction Disney went on? You know, I'm not saying that it is. This could have been a one off. And I'm sure that with the opinions people are posting about this, you know, they'll think twice about releasing something like this. Uh, But. How do you feel about it? I'd love to know. Leave your comments. You can either leave them on the post for this episode or join the community over on Discord. Uh, Again, we'd love to hear your thoughts. If you're not yet a member of the community there, it's really easy to join us. Head over to podcasters.com slash links. There you will find a link to our latest episode, a link to the Quizneyland playlist. Uh, Anytime that we're doing a fundraiser, you'll find the information and links to our fundraisers there. Plus, you'll find links to our YouTube channel and Larry's channel, Goofy Guys Adventures. Uh, If you're not following Larry, make sure that you subscribe. He streams from the parks two or three times a week. So if you want to get your Disney fix as far as being in the park, that's going to be a great way to do it. Uh, Larry's streams are always really good, too, because he's always so respectful of the cast members and everything that's going on. Uh, always great on attractions compared to other streamers. So, uh, again, Goofy Guys Adventures over on YouTube. Make sure that you subscribe and you follow him on Instagram as well to get alerts whenever he goes live from the parks. Uh, all right. 
I think it's time to start winding down the episode. A uh, great way to do that is the way that we've been doing it for the past year-ish, you know, celebrating Almost. the 100 years of wonder of the Disney company coming to an end very soon. This week, we're covering what years, Andrew? The years this week are 2019 and 2020. All right. Well, without further ado, here is uh, Great Moments with Mr. Andrew with the greats. Mr. Andrew. Yo-ho, Pirate's Life. I don't know. I We're almost done with this. Next week is the last one, I think. <laughs> uh, so let's just jump right in. We'll start with, uh, for film releases in 2019. We have Captain Marvel, Dumbo, Disney Nature Penguins, uh, Breakthrough, Avengers Endgame, Tolkien, Student of the Year 2, Aladdin, Dark Phoenix, Toy Story 4, Spider-Man Far From Home, Stuber, the Lion King, The Art of Racing in the Rain, Ad Astra, Lucy in the Sky, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, Jojo Rabbit, Ford vs. Ferrari, Frozen 2, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, and Spies in Disguise. That list includes the Fox properties, which we'll be covering now. Oscars that year, uh, Bow uh, won Best Animated Short Film. And Black Panther won for Best Original Score, Best Costume Design, and Best Production Design. For TV in 2019, the premieres are Marvel Rising, Chasing Ghosts, Gigantosaurus, Sydney to the Max, the live-action Kim Possible film, Fast Lane, Miraculous Tales of Ladybug and Cat Noir, Tots, Just Roll With It, Amphibia, Grand Hotel, Descendants 3, Bluey, Mixedish, Emergence, Stumptown, Bless the Hearts, Marvel's Rising, Operation Shuri, uh, Gabby Duran and the Unsittables, and The Rocketeer. And the shows ending this year are Bazardvark, Milo Murphy's Law, and Star vs. the Forces of Evil. Um, also for TV on November 12th, Disney Plus launches in the United States, Canada, Netherlands with eight original series, one exclusive series, and two original films. Uh, the releases on Disney Plus that year exclusive to Disney Plus are Encore, Forky Asks a Question, High School Musical, The Musical, The Series, Marvel's Hero Project, The Mandalorian, The World According to Jeff Goldblum, The Imagineering Story, Lady and the Tramp, Noel, and Togo. For video games in 2019, the releases are Kingdom Hearts 3, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 The Black Order, Star Wars Jedi Knight 2 Jedi Outcast, Disney's Sum Sum Festival, Ice Age Scrat's Nutty Adventure, and Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. For theme parks in 2019, January 1st, Star Wars Path of the Jedi closes at Disney's Hollywood Studios. January 18th, Mickey's Mix Magic premieres at Disneyland. January 25th, Mickey's Sensational Parade returns to Disneyland. February 22nd, World of Color returns to California Adventure. March 31st, Ant-Man and the Wasp Nano Battle opens in Tomorrowland at Hong Kong Disneyland. On April 1st, the Red Car Trolley closes in Buena Vista Street, California Adventure. Uh, also on April 1st, Armageddon uh, Le Effect Special closes in uh, the back lot at Walt Disney Studios uh, Paris to make way for Avengers Campus. On April 5th, Jesse's Critter Carousel opens in Pixar Pier. 
April 26th, Mickey's Filler Magic opens in Hollywoodland, a California adventure. May 1st, Disney's Hollywood Studios celebrates its 30th anniversary. May 23rd, Rivers of Light has its final performance at Animal Kingdom. On May 31st, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opens at Disneyland. On June 1st, Disney's Typhoon Lagoon celebrates its 30th anniversary. June 7th, Disneyland Forever returns to Disneyland. On June 17th, Primeval World closes in Dinoland USA at Animal Kingdom. On June 28th, Inside Out Emotional Whirlwind opens in Pixar Pier at California Adventure. July 23rd, Soarin, I said that weird, Soarin Fantastic Flight opens in uh, the Mediterranean Harbor and uh, at, or at Tokyo Disney Sea. Uh, August 1st, Oak Canada closes in the Canada Pavilion at Epcot. On August 2nd, the Main Street Electrical Parade returns to Disneyland. On August 29th, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opens at Disney's Hollywood Studios. On September 1st, Rock and Roller Coaster featuring Aerosmith closes at the back lot at Walt Disney Studios Paris to make way for Avengers Campus. On September 4th, both the Laughing Stock Company and the Pixar Monarch Orchestra uh, have their final performances at the Disneyland Resort. On September 29th, the Disney Skyliner begins operations at Walt Disney World. September 30th, Illuminations Reflections of Earth has its final performance at Epcot. And October 1st, uh, Epcot Forever premieres at Epcot. And December 5th, Star Wars Rise of the Resistance opens in Galaxy's Edge at Hollywood Studios. Other notable events of 2019, January 9th, Pixar Putt, the traveling mini golf course, debuts in Melbourne, Australia. March 20th, Disney acquires the rights to 21st Century Fox, leaving out a few assets to be spun off to a new formed Fox Corporation. April 20th, Fox Searchlight Pictures celebrates its 25th anniversary. June 9th, Donald Duck celebrates his 85th birthday. December 5th, Disney Television Animation celebrates its 40th anniversary. August 23rd, the D23 Expo is held until August 25th, which is begun with the uh, time of the 10th anniversary celebration of the D23 Expo. And on November 12th, Disney Plus launches in the United States. Uh, the Disney Legends class of 2019, the inductees are Wing Chow, Robert Downey Jr., John Favreau, James Earl Jones, Bette Midler, Kenny Ortega, uh, Barnett Ritchie, Robin Roberts, Diane Sawyer, Ming-Na Wen, and Hans Zimmer. And the notable deaths of 2019, we have February 9th, Ron Miller, February 15th, Dave Smith, March 4th, Luke Perry, April 30th, Peter Mayhew, May 14th, Tim Conway, June 6th, Dr. John, July 6th, Cameron Boyce, July 9th, Rip Torn, July 26th, Rusi Taylor, September 13th, Eddie Money, October 6th, Rip Taylor, and December 8th, Carol Spinney. Wait, did I say Rip Taylor twice? I, I hope think I didn't. So. <laughs> July 9th was Rip Torn. I'm sorry. There's two rips. I'm sorry. July 9th was Rip Torn, and o October 6th was Rip Taylor. Uh, that brings us to 2020. Uh, films released in 2020 are Underwater, Downhill, The Call of the Wild, Wendy, Onward, The New Mutants, The Empty Man, and Alita Battle Angel. And the shorts released this year are Play Date with Destiny and Burrow. 
And at the Oscars, Ford versus Ferrari wins Best Film Editing and Best Sound Editing. Jojo Rabbit wins for Best Adapted Screenplay. And Toy Story 4 wins for Best Animated Feature. For TV in 2020, the premieres are The Owl House, Simple Samosa, Outmatched, Zombies 2, Duncanville, Disney Fam Jam, Mira Royal Detective, The Disney Family Sing-Along, and Upside Down Magic. And shows ending this year are Star Wars Resistance, Rapunzel's Tangled Adventure, Modern Family, Doc McStuffins, The Rocketeer, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Elena of Avalor, Coop and Cammy Ask the World, and Spider-Man Maxim Venom. And on September 30th, all the Disney Kids television networks were permanently shut down in the United Kingdom and Ireland after 25 years on the air due to a failed agreement with Sky UK and Virgin Media and their content all moved exclusively to Disney+. Exclusive to Disney Plus releases are Diary of a Future President, Shop Class, Star Girl, Disney Insider, BR Chef, Dolphin Reef, Prop Culture, It's a Dog's Life, Taylor Swift, City of Lover Concert, Artemis Fowl, Hamilton, Black is King, Muppets Now, Howard, Magic Camp, The One and Only Ivan, Phineas and Ferb the Movie, Candace Against the Universe, Mulan, Earth to Ned, Secret Society of Born Royals, The Magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom, Godmothered, Safety, On Point, and Soul. For video games in 2020, the releases are... Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 and 2.5 Remix and Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue. Kingdom Hearts 3 Remind, Disney's Twisted Wonderland, Predator Hunting Grounds, Kingdom Hearts Union X Dark Road, Marvel's Avengers, The Sims 4 Star Wars Journey to Batuu, and Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory. For theme parks in 2020, uh, January 5th, the Studio Tram Tour Behind the Magic closes at Walt Disney Studios Park to make way for Cars Road Trip. January 6th, Snow White's Scary Adventure closes at Disneyland to make way for Snow White's Enchanted Wish. January 17th, Rise of Resistance opens in Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland. On January 5th, I'm just going to preface this right now. I'm only going to cover the COVID stuff once. I'm not going to cover all the like open, close, open, close. So it's going to be truncated because we all lived through it and it's crazy. So uh, here we go. January 25th, in response to the growing outbreak of COVID-19, uh, China in China, Shanghai uh, closes its gates temporarily. And January 26th, the same thing happens at the Hong Kong Disneyland Resort. Uh, February 19th, the Regal Eagle Smokehouse opens in the American Adventure Pavilion at Epcot. February 27th, Magic Happens premieres at Disneyland. And uh, the same day, the Jungle Cruises... Uh, Bomakadi Bertha sinks in Adventureland at the Magic Kingdom. On February 28th, Fantasmic has its final performance at Disney Sea. Uh, it was originally set to close March 25th. On February 29th, due to COVID 19, the Oriental Land Company announces a temporary closure of Tokyo Disney Resort. On March 4th, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway opens in uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios. On March 14, as a result of the coronavirus outbreak, the Disney Cruise Line has temporarily suspended all departures. The Disneyland Resort, including Disney California Adventure, are temporarily closed, uh, as well as the parks at Disneyland Paris and Walt Disney Studios Park Paris. 
Um, and on March 16th, the same thing happens at the Walt Disney World Resort, including Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Disney's Hollywood Studios, Disney's Animal Kingdom, Disney's Blizzard Beach, and Disney's Typhoon Lagoon. On March 14th, Alani is closed uh, due to COVID-19. On April 1st, Disney's Blizzard Beach celebrates its 25th anniversary. May 20th, Disney Springs reopens at Walt Disney World following uh, updated guidance from the government for COVID-19. Uh, July 3rd, the Oriental Land Company announced a deployment of a new Type-C monorail for the Disney Resort line at Tokyo Disney Resort. On July 7th, Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom at Walt Disney World soft reopen. July 9th, Downtown Disney at the Disneyland Resort in Anaheim uh, uh, has a soft reopening. July 11th, the Walt Disney World Resort open, reopens in phases, started with the Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom. Uh, July 15th, Epcot and Disney's Hollywood Studio reopen as part of a phased uh, reopening. July 17th, Disneyland celebrates its 65th anniversary. On August 2nd, splash, a Splash Mountain uh, ride vehicle sinks in Splash Mountain at the Magic Kingdom. On September 12th, Hong Kong Disneyland celebrates its 15th anniversary. On September 28th, Enchanted Tale of Beauty and the Beast in Fantasyland, The Happy Ride with Baymax in Tomorrowland, and Mini Style Studios in Toontown open at Tokyo Disneyland. On October 10th, the Disneyland Resort announces that Frozen, Live at the Hyperion, and Mickey and the Magical Map uh, are both permanently closed. Uh, November 1st, Alani reopens. On November 19th, Disney's California Adventure partially reopens uh, with just Buena Vista Street uh, opening for dining and shopping. On November 21st, Hong Kong Disneyland's uh, 15th anniversary celebration begins uh, with the opening of the Castle of Magical Dreams. And December 20th, the Electrical Water Pageant returns at Walt Disney World. Uh, other notable events of 2020 on January 6th, the Disney Channel became an uninterrupted to limited commercial service after 22 years of being commercial free. So I got commercials now at Di uh, Disney Channel. That's what that's saying. <laughs> on January 17th, the Walt Disney Company announces that they have uh, dropped the Fox name on both the 20th Century Fox and Fox Searchlight Pictures and were respectively renaming as 20th Century Studios and Searchlight Pictures. Its logos and fanfares are still kept intact. On February 25th, Bob Iger, chief executive officer of the Walt Disney Company, has stepped down from his role and named Bob Chapek of Disney Parks Experiences and Products as his new CEO. He will assume the role of executive chairman and its board of directors to ensure a smooth transition, uh, though the end of his contract, uh, or sorry, through the end of his contract with the company on December 31st, 2021. On March 11th, Frozen, the musical, plays its final performance on Broadway due to COVID-19. On April 8th, Disney Plus surpasses the 50 million paid subscribers after its launch on November 12th. April 15th, the Walt Disney Company has elected its new CEO, Bob Chapek, to its board of directors. Chapek, however, will not be joining any board committees for the time being. On May 18th, Josh DeMauro was named as the new chairman of Disney Parks Experiences and Products, taking over for Bob Chapek. Rebecca Campbell, who served as president of Disneyland Resort, was named chairwoman of the Walt Disney Direct-to-Consumer and International, taking over for Kevin Mayer. Uh, Jeff Vale, former president of Disney Signature Experience, was named as the president of Walt Disney World. Ken Potrock, former president of Disney Consumer Products, was named the president of Disneyland Resort. Kareem Daniel, former president of Walt Disney Imagineering Operations slash product creation slash publishing and games, was named the president of Disney Consumer Products. 
Thomas Mazzolum, former senior vice president of resort and transportation operations at the Walt Disney World Resort, was named the president of Disney Signature Experiences. On May 31st, 20th Century Studios celebrates its 85th anniversary. On July 17th, Caitlin Robrock succeeds in Rusi Taylor as the voice of Minnie Mouse. On August 10th, the Walt Disney Company announced its three television studio divisions, ABC Studios, 20th Century Fox Television, and Fox 21 Television Studios, uh, to be under its Disney Television Studio uh, unit were completely rebranded, respectively, as ABC Signature, 20th Century, or 20th Television, and Touchstone Television. And finally... The notable deaths of 2020, we have February 5th, Kirk Douglas, May 9th, Little Richard, May 11th, Jerry Stiller, May 15th, Fred Willard, uh, June 29th, Carl Reiner, July 24th, Regis Philbin, August 28th, Chadwick Boseman, August 31st, Sean Connery, and November 8th, Alex Trebek. So that has been the great moments with uh, me, Mr. Andrew, for the years 2019 and 2020. All right. One more to go, and we wrap up all the segments of Great Moments with Mr. Andrew. It's been a fun ride, man. It's been a, it's been a hard work, oh, lots of been... stuff, but I'm glad we did it. Definitely hard work. Awesome job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> definitely all right that's it that's gonna wrap it up for this week remember to check out discord and let us know what you think of the uh creation i'm not going to specifically say it's ai because we really don't know that it is that so i'm just gonna say the creation tell us what you think over on discord so uh, until next time keep dreaming keep moving forward and always remember to pass on the magic Have a fantastic week, everyone. Bye. See ya. Part of the Podcateers Network.